السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما بسيد الرسالي اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد Have you guys heard of Ibadatul Muragama? You've heard of Ibadatul Salat, Ibadatul Dhikr, Ibadatul Tilawatul Quran, Ibadatul Sadaqa, Ibadatul Sabar, Ibadatul Taqwa, Ibadatul Hajj, Ibadatul Tahajjud, Ibadatul Qiyam Al-Layl. Ibadatul Jihad, you heard of all these type of Ibadat. Have you heard of Ibadatul Muragama? Muragama. This is an abandoned type of worship. Something which we no longer are aware of. Practice consciously. We might practice but not consciously. This ibadah, ibadatul muragama, is loved by Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was carried out by the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. It is something that takes a person to the stages of the Siddiqeen. And this ibadah has been selected for the special friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah loves ibadatul muragama just like He loves sabr. Allah loves ibadatul murahama just like He loves giving preference to other people. Allah loves ibadatul murahama just like He loves da'watu ilallah and people calling others to the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only is it loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ibadatul murahama is not only loved by Allah but it is highly, highly, highly rewarding in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does it mean? Al-Muraghama. Al-Muraghama comes from the word Ar-Rugham. Ar-Rugham means soil. Mitti. At-Turab. Ar-Rugham. Ay at-Turab. The soil. And in Arabic, it's very common. We say, Raghima Anfu. Raghima Anfu. His nose got rubbed in the soil. What does that mean? The most respectable part of a person's body is the face. And on the face, the most raised part is the nose. And the most degraded place is the soil. When you overpower your opponent, your opponent wants you to do something or not do something, and you go out of their way, you're able to defeat them, you're, you're able to win over them, and you're able to win them and defy them, and you go and do the thing they don't want you to do, you say, you got blasted, you got wasted. In Arabic, we say, Rahima Anfu. His nose got rubbed into the soil. This is Muragama. This is Muragama, meaning to enrage your opponent. 
to enrage your opponent. This is ibadatul muraghama. Very, very, very noble act of ibadah in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يُهَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ يَجِدْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُرَاغَمًا كَثِيرًا وَسَعَةً You know the people that were in Makkatul Mukarrama, the Muslims, early Muslims, how difficult was it? They were allowed to call out the Adhan, they were allowed to perform Salah openly, they weren't allowed to show and express their Islamic identity, they weren't allowed to have gatherings, whether it be for Salah or for any Islamic discourses or lectures. The women, they were persecuted. The men were persecuted. The children were persecuted. Why? Because they were Muslim. Because of Islam. Quran was banned. They hated the Quran. They hated the Muslims. They hated any idea of Islamic identity. They didn't like it. So what did the Muslims do? The Muslims, they migrated. They escaped. They ran away from there and they came to Medina Munawwara and the Quran says, وَمَنْ يُحَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ يَجِدْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُرَاغَمًا كَثِيرًا وَسَعًا That the greatest benefit you people have got is when you get to Medina Munawwara and you start praying openly, you start reciting Quran openly, your women can dress as they want openly and preserve the hijab. You can be a Muslim without anybody persecuting you. The first benefit is those people that were persecuting you, your enemies, your opponents, they're going to be enraged. They're going to be enraged. They're going to be angry. They're going to be filled with rage inside. This is a great ibadah to enrage the shaitan. Our greatest enemy is who? The shaitan. Now shaitan, you get two types of shaitan. You get the jinn shaitan and you get the human shaitan. We're talking about both types here. So to enter anything, any word, any word or action that is permissible in Islam that causes shaitan and the followers of shaitan to become enraged, this is muraqama. And this is beloved by Allah. And this is highly rewarding. Highly rewarding. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these people, when they got to Medina, now they're praying openly. They've got their own state. They've got their own laws. Sharia law that they talk about. Okay, it's openly being practiced now. Imagine the people in Makkah now, they were burning. They were enraged. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is the first benefit that you will enrage the shaitan and the followers of shaitan. And this is something that is an objective. Allah wants you to achieve this. And the Quran is inviting you towards this type of ibadah. So, to practice, to carry out, to perform, to manifest, to express, to show, to display such words, such actions that enrage the shaitan and the followers of shaitan. This is ibadatul muraghama. Ibadatul muraghama. Beloved to Allah. Highly rewarding. Ibn Qayyim rahmatullah alayhi says, there is nothing more beloved to Allah than the friend of Allah enraging an enemy of Allah. There is nothing more beloved to Allah when a friend of Allah enrages an enemy of Allah. Not by physical harm. No, we're not calling towards any violence. We're not calling towards any type of hurting physically anybody. No, but merely practicing our religion or being who you are. That's it. That's all you have to do.
And if that is enraging the shaitan and the followers of shaitan, well, that's Quran says, you die in your hatred. You die in your hate. That's your, you cho you're choosing to hate. Well, you die in your hatred because we are getting rewarded for every moment, every second. This is something which is highly rewarded in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anything that enrages the enemy of Allah is beloved to Allah. Anything that enrages the enemy of Allah is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thalika bi annahum la yusibuhum dhama'un wala nasabun wala masmasatun fi sabirillah wala yata'una mawti'an yadhidul kuffar. Quran says, even when you walk in a place, walking, you're not praying, you're not giving sadaqah, you're not making dua, you're not doing hajj, you're walking. You're just walking. You're walking and shaitan and the followers of shaitan are becoming enraged. Quran says, Illa lahu bihi amalun salih. You're getting reward for it. You're getting reward for it. You're walking. That's all you're doing. A lot of times we feel, oh, this area is very hostile. Okay. Even someone like me, will, you might take off your token. Let me take it off. No. No, Quran is saying, no, don't do that, sister. Don't take off your hijab. Don't think, let me trim my beard and make it a little bit smaller. No, go with your beard. Go with your topi. Don't abbreviate your name. You've got a football top on, keep it Muhammad. Don't make it Mo. Don't abbreviate it. And walk with that down that same path. Because Quran says, وَلَا يَطَعُونَ مَوْتِئًا يَغِيظُ الْكُفَارِ إِلَّا كُتِبَ لَهُ بِهِ عَمَلٌ صَالِحٌ when you walk down that path and then when they see that name that they've been cursing all their life and you're displaying it with pride, Muhammad, you're wearing your hat to show that the same person you're calling a radicalist, an extremist, a terrorist, here I am. I'm not any of those things, but here I am. I'm still a Muslim. What you say doesn't faze me. That step that you take, those steps you take, إِلَّا كُتِبَ لَهُ عَمَلٌ very unique type of ibadah called ibadatul muraghna. It's abundant today. It's abundant today. But it's so beloved in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Qayyim rahmatullah says, if people knew the, the rewards and the ladha, the pleasure derived from ibadatul muraghna, you'll regret your past life and wish that you had lived your entire life practicing ibadatul muraghna. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes pleased. Look at what he says about the Sahaba and the upbringing of the Sahaba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَثَلُهُمْ فِي الْإِنْجِيلِ Talking about the Sahaba, that they were describing the Torah and the Injil. كَزَرْعٍ أَخْرَجَ شَكْعَهُ فَآزَرَهُ فَاسْتَغْلَدَ فَاسْتَوَى عَلَى سُوْقِهِ يُعْجِبُ الزُّرَّاءَ Why? Why? Allah says, I nurtured the Sahaba in the company of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Iman became strong. And these same people until now, Mecca was very hostile. No one was allowed to pray. And the Prophet وسلم, is nurturing them. And now he says, you know when a farmer plants the seed? A farmer plants the seed. And the seed starts to grow. And it's a small plant. And it starts to sprout. And it gets bigger. And it gets bigger. And until it becomes a full-on plant, a full-on tree, this is how the Sahaba were. The Prophet ﷺ planted the love of Iman, of Islam in the hearts of the Sahaba. 
and they started to grow. They didn't shy away from the religion like me and you do today. They didn't shy away thinking, oh, let me change myself. Let me change and assimilate and become like somebody else. They didn't do that. They remained who they were. And day by day, they only became stronger. And the hostile environment did not affect them. They continued. Why? Because Quran says, Quran says, Allah says, I made them nurture in the presence of the Prophet Why? To enrage the shaitan and the followers of shaitan. That these same people that you wanted to take with you towards the fire of Jahannam, these same people that were first an obstacle, swearing at the Prophet, spitting on the face of the Prophet, becoming an obstacle for the Prophet. Now these people have become the same people who are the followers of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Quran says, Now, to understand how we can implement this, let us go through a few options and see how on a daily basis, throughout our lives, we can implement Ibadatul Muradhamah practically. Number one, the first practical example of Ibadatul Muradhamah is in gatherings like these, Jumu'ah. Jumu'ah, number one, Jumu'ah is Ibadatul Muradhamah. Wherever Jumu'ah is taking place, you know in places like Russia, when 200,000 people get together for Salatul Eid or for Salatul Jumu'ah outdoors, don't you think this enrages the shaitan and the people of shaitan? Don't you think? This is ibadatul muradhamah. You know, we might have our internal differences within ourselves. Keep them within. Lock them up within. Don't let them see it. Don't let shaitan see it. Regardless, Muslims, they are Muslims. That's it. That's, that's enough for us. Large gatherings of Jumu'ah, for example, Eid. Why did the Prophet say, on the day of Eid, ensure your Eid Salah is done in open spaces. Bring the children. Also bring the women who are on their menstrual cycle in the masjid they can't attend. Now, if we take out all the women, the gatherings will be very small. But if we allow the women to come, it's going to be outdoors. They don't need to be in purity. The Prophet says, even the women on their menstrual cycle should come to the field of Eid Salah. Why? They will come, they will bring the children as well. All the Muslims will be there. And this will show the glory of the Muslims. This is Ibadatul Muradhama. Shaitan, can you imagine the face of Shaitan on that day? Can you imagine the face of not only Shaitan, but the followers of Shaitan on that day? This is Ibadatul Muradhama. When you enrage the Shaitan and the people of Shaitan, this is a highly rewarding action. Hajj. Hajj. You know, don't despise people going for Hajj. You might not agree with the Saudis. You might not agree with King Salman and Muhammad bin Salman. For whatever reason, keep that to yourself. But the glory of the Muslims that we see, millions are being spent. And years were spent on divide and conquering of the Muslims. But when millions of Muslims are getting together in one place, this is glory for you. And this is defeat for the shaitan and the people of shaitan. This is Ibadatul Muradhamah. When you see Muslims in their millions getting together from different places, united in one place, this is Ibadatul Muradhamah. 
Imagine in how enraged and how angry shaitan will be on the people of shaitan. Number one. Another way we can practice ibadatul muradhana is by studying Islam. This is specific, specifically for the ulama, for the scholars, for the learned people to continue the teaching of the religion. Whether it be through lectures, whether it be through study circles, whether it be through classes, even if it's only one person attending, 10 people attending, 20, it doesn't matter. This is ibad. Shaitan doesn't want this. The followers of shaitan don't want this. As long as this continues, this is an action of ibadatul muradama. Number three, this is specific now for Muslim countries. For Muslim countries to continue abiding by the law of Islam. Look at example now, look at what's happening in Qatar. Everybody's eyes are on there because of the World Cup. Now we don't endorse, we don't sit here and endorse the entire FIFA and the whole of the World Cup. But what's happening there, you see many elements of ibadatul muradama. They said, our country, we are Muslims, we're going to stick to it. You like it and can you see? Is shaitan becoming enraged? Of course he is. No alcohol. Ibadatul muradama. No alcohol, no free mixing. Ibadatul muradama. There will be no open uh, display of affection. Ibadatul muradama. We see this on a high stage. Whether you agree or with Saudi or not, Saudi won the game. Alhamdulillah, we will rejoice. We don't necessarily agree with Iran and their policies and their ideology. But they look at them as Muslims, so we will rejoice. This is also a type of ibadatul muradama. Wherever and however Muslims are shown to be powerful, of people of glory, of people of victory, this is a time where shaitan cries. Shaitan weeps and he makes shaitan much more weaker. So this is also another manner of ibadatul muradama. Another way we see ibadatul muradama being implemented is by implementing the sunnah. Implementing the sunnah. Well, then you might go into the discussion, should we have a beard, should we not have a beard? But let me tell you something. You having a beard is giving you an Islamic identity. When you walk on that street, every second you are getting reward. Why? Ibadatul muradama. Shaitan is crying. He doesn't want you to have it. When you wear your heart, sister, when you wear the hijab, when you wear the sunnah clothing, we're talking, it's sunnah. It's not necessary. It's not an obligation. You don't have to wear it. But if you choose to, constantly, this is an act, you're enraging the shaitan and the followers of shaitan. Ibadatul muradama. Yes, it's difficult. But on this every moment of your survival, as long as you stick to your identity, you are getting the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you go out to places and you're searching for halal food and you ask, is this halal or not? Or you ask, is this HMC or not? You making these inquiries, this is also ibadatul muradama. You're walking on the street, you have a tasbih in your hand. Shaitan is crying and the enemies of shaitan who don't want you to say the name of Allah. This is also ibadatul muradama. You carry a bottle for istinja, a water bottle. You're going into the toilets and you're carrying that bottle with you. This is a very powerful act. Don't trivialize any part of our deen. You've gone to eat somewhere. They've got the fork and the knife. They have the fork on the left and the knife on the right. And you're going to swap it over and you're going to eat with the right hand. This is ibadatul muradama. In the face of those who don't want you to follow the sunnah, ibadatul muradama. Any action, any word that enrages the shaitan and the followers of shaitan, highly rewarded by Allah. 
beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it gives you a new sense of purpose. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this in the Quran. The Sahaba were natured, were nurtured by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those people who wanted to end Islam and the Muslims to enrage them, Allah gave them more glory and more victory. And then another way we can do this is by every blessing, every progress Muslims have, celebrate it. Celebrate it. Shaitan and the followers of Shaitan don't want Muslims to become doctors or lawyers or engineers or professionals in any field. Your son, your daughter, you yourself are a professional. Yes, within our circle, we'll say be humble. When you go in that circle of the circle of Shaitan down there, don't be humble. The Prophet ﷺ was in the battlefield. One Sahabi, he was walking arrogantly in the battlefield as if he's the man. And the Prophet ﷺ said, this walk is a walk that Allah hates, except on this occasion. Allah loves it here. Here, here you can be arrogant. Here you can show off. Because here, shaitan is going to be debased. You're going to enrage the shaitan and the people of shaitan. They hated to see Muslims qualified, Muslims progressing, Muslims wealthy. You might not agree with the brothers who bought Asda, for example. You might have many discrepancies and whatever it is, that's between them and Allah. When Muslims in the news are doing anything good, rejoice. Share it with people. Tell them this is who we are. We are progressive. And this will cause shaitan to become enraged. We've allowed our small, minute inner differences to make ourselves much more weaker than we already are. They've already used divide, rule, conquer to try and destroy us from within. And we're just carrying on further and further and further. Ibadatul muraghama, very powerful very effective and something that we can engage in on a daily basis. Another way we can engage in Ibadatul Muraghama is every power, every power Muslims have, hold on to it. It doesn't matter if it was from the past. Tell them it was Muslims that invented algebra. Tell them it was Muslims that invented the spectacles and, uh, and the, the sciences that we have in, in, in the optics. Tell them that it was Muslims that invented many things in medicine. And even today, if any Muslim ruler is doing something good, regardless of our differences with them, tell them about it. Show them that, look, this is what's being done. Look, this is the humanity our people are showing. This is the peace that they are spreading. And another way we can spread uh, Ibadatul Muradhamah is by hiding our sins. Now, I'm not going to say don't commit sins. Ideally, we shouldn't, but we're human beings. We're human beings. We are going to sin. But keep your sins to yourself. Keep your sins to yourself. Don't show them your sins. Don't show shaitan and the followers of shaitan your sins. You're going to sin. We know that we're going to sin. May Allah help us and keep us away from sin. But sin is inevitable. We will sin. But to keep your sins hidden, because you know what shaitan wants? Shaitan wants you to come out. Shaitan wants you to come out. The followers of shaitan want you to come out and be open with your sins. And look, this is me. And ibadatul muraghama will be to keep your sins hidden between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, Fudayl ibn Ayyad rahmatullah we know him as a great sage. In his previous life, he was a thief. He was a thief. He was going around. He was a leader of the bandits, going around stealing and robbing houses. One day on a night mission, they were raiding houses. And then the Adhan was called for Salatul Fajr. 
Fudayl ibn Ayyad, God's people made the soft and he led them in the prayer. And somebody said to him, what kind of person are you? You've been stealing all night and now you're becoming the Imam Shah for Salatul Fajr. He says, this is between me and Allah. That's between me and Allah. I do that. Okay, that's my weakness. But I'm never going to collectively show people when, it's, when it comes to showing the world, especially the shaitan and the people of shaitan, I'm never going to abandon a practice that is done collectively. I'm, I am a Muslim. I will remain a Muslim. That's my private thing. That's between me and Allah. May Allah give me. And, and he repented. He became a great scholar of his time. Now, very quickly, we have two minutes left. I'm going to quickly give you two examples, a couple of examples from the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Sayyiduna Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. When he was being whipped, when he was being whipped, he could have said anything. Do you know what he said? He said those words which enraged them the most. Why were they whipping him? Because he chose not to worship the idols and worship one Allah. The more they whipped him, do you know what he said? Ahadun, ahad. Ahadun, ahad. One, only one. And he says, if I knew any word that would have enraged them even more, I would have said that. But I knew the word that would enrage them the most would be ahadun, ahad. The mushrikeen spread a message that the Muslims have gone to Medina and they've become really weak. And they did because the climate of Medina was very different. They weren't as strong as they were. And some of them got sick. And the Prophet Sallallahu heard about it. So when the Muslims came for the Umrah, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Sahaba, hang on, hang on. Before we walk into the Haram, I want everybody get your ihram and open your right arm. Show them your biceps. Show them your muscles. This is what it's about. This is what, this is what was happening. In there, in front of them, this is take out your arm. And when you do that, tawaf, don't, normally in tawaf, we walk like this humbly. House of Allah. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the mushrikeen are watching. This is not a time to display your humility. This is a time to march like a soldier. And the Sahaba started to march. And this is why we continue doing this, although this is not the issue now. But we continue doing this to teach us ibadatul muradama. You've seen Palestinians. I met with a Palestinian youngster and he showed me the marks on his arms. He said, we were, they, they get zip ties, put them behind our arms, make us kneel with a blindfold for hours on end, abandoned in the back of a van. And then they took us for questioning. And this is the lightest form of kind of interrogation that happened with these youngsters. But you'll see every picture you will see of a Palestinian youth being led away in that condition. When the camera falls on them, you see a huge smile. They will, they, they've been taught, never let them see your tears. Never let the shaitan see you upset or sad. Always debase the shaitan and enrage the shaitan. Because this is ibadatul murazama. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. You know, the children attending the madrasas in the evening with the mothers. Some of them not even practicing, they quickly get the headscarf, just quickly put it on their head. This is ibadatul murahama. This is iman. This is iman. This is Islam. That they are concerned about the iman of the children. Yes, we get angry about the traffic situation. But what is this traffic? What is this? What is the traffic all about? This is iman in a country of kufr. People are displaying their love for Allah, love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Let us put our inner differences aside. The greatest way we can practice ibadatul muradhama is by uniting as an ummah. Uniting as an ummah. They've tried to break us into pieces. Shaitan loves it when we fight. 
when we argue, when we bicker, let's put our differences aside and look at La ilaha illallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.